You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Thursday, March 25th, and we got to talk about the Chase Claypool video that broke out going into Wednesday. It's kind of crazy. I'll give you my opinions on it and on both sides of the equation, but then we're also going to talk about, well, Kevin Colbert's making those moves to clear out cap space. Cleared out $33.9 million with Eric Ebron. What could be coming down the road? I'll talk about that on today's show. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. And remember, you can subscribe to the Locked On Steelers podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio.com, and anywhere. Podcasts are hosted. Leave us a five-star view with a positive comment, and you will get a shout-out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. So obviously we got to lead off with Chase Claypool today. I mean, it's 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 you know I, you, you guys know I'm a big football talker guy, but this is uh, this is a serious situation that you got to take into consideration. And I think the biggest thing, as I wrote for DKPittsburghSports.com on this, is that the NFL could come in with some action here. Uh, so if you don't know what I'm talking about because you weren't on Twitter at all on Wednesday or you just haven't seen the news, TMZ got a video from March 13th, so it's been almost two weeks, um, but uh, they, they got some video that they released early Wednesday morning, and it was of a fight outside a bar in Southern California, and in this fight, you can see Chase Claypool kind of get in, and at first, he's shoving guys left and right, kind of just try. it looks like he's trying to clear the pile, but you can't really tell what the intent is, uh, but I mean, there's a big scrum, and all these guys on top of each other, everyone's like yelling, separate, get away from each other, and it looks like that he, that's what he's trying to do, but then at some point in the video, um, so about, around the 33 second mark, so if you're if you're Googling this, you're YouTubing this, and you're finding around 21 seconds, you'll, you'll see Chase Claypool for the first time, and the first 12 seconds or so, when it just seems like a normal, he's just in there. But then around the 33-second mark, you see him clearly kick a guy. Now, it looks like it could have been his face. It looks like it could have been his torso. I thought it was his face. Um, but he kicks a guy who's down on the ground and then be- quickly backs away from the group. And then a guy charges for him, falls down, and then uh, Claypool's friends are kind of able to like get him away from the situation. So, obviously, you know people are talking about what's the consequences of this, what happened. A few things were falling out. One... Chase Claypool kicking a guy, you can't do that, and and that's obvious, and listen, I'm not saying that he's a horrible person because he got into a fight at Santa Barbara, first of all, all the reports from TMZ, from the people who were there, said he didn't instigate the fight, it did, it did say that this was about defending uh, the honor of, I guess, a a woman or a girl who was a part of their group, um, because a guy was, like, throwing money at her uh, in a disrespectful manner, and then that sparked what happened, Um, but at the end of the day, you cannot care about that if you're a professional athlete everyone is trying to take you down that that's not necessarily always the case but you have to see it as that way at any point in time in the in this world someone can have a camera on you it's just the technology that we have today uh 
I, 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 you know, you, you think about Laramie Tunsil and how he was stupid enough to let himself be videotaped wearing a gas mask while he was smoking marijuana and, and how that got him in trouble and lowered his draft stock years ago. You know, just you, you got to be smarter than that. And, you know, on top of the fact, you know, he's not wearing a mask out in public at, you know, outside you know a restaurant in California where there's a mask mandate. You know, there's just all sorts of bad looks here. And again, I'm not going over the top and saying that, oh man, this is this is a big problem because Chase Claypool, I mean, he's out of bars. Athletes are, I'm not saying they're not supposed to go out of bars. I mean, they always did that. And the people who try to tell you that, oh, the Steelers used to never do that, they're full of it because Jack Lambert got into plenty of bar fights in his day. You know, he just he's fortunate they didn't have camera phones in the 70s. But uh, but the point is still for Chase Claypool and for the Steelers, you got to minimize these situations. Now he's 22 years old. I'm sure all of us have made dumb mistakes at 22 years old. Heck, a lot older than 22 years old. But as a professional athlete, you have to mind the money that you have, the reputation that you have, and the consequences that you have when the spotlight's on you. And the NFL could legitimately suspend him for a game or two this season for kicking the guy. Now, if you're saying, well, it wasn't that bad of a kick, okay, but it's still battery. Uh, you know, and by, by the penal code, he struck a man you know, with his foot. Um, now, there's been no charges filed. The police, when they got there, everyone was gone. So maybe this gets swept up under the rug, but it's still a bad look on Chase Claypool. It causes more questions on the Steelers, and and it becomes a distraction. Now, again, I don't think this it's stuff like this that causes teams to lose games all the time. I think it's just, you know, it's one of those things that you can avoid, and he needs to avoid it, and maybe he will. Maybe this will be the lesson he has to, he has to learn, and we often don't get to see when a coach or an organization pulls a guy in and says, don't do that no more. And the reason we don't see it is because they often want to keep it internal because they don't want to publicly embarrass their players, but they want to make sure, like, hey, you better know that's unacceptable and we'll drop you if, if such and such happens. And um, for Claypool, you, he ha- that message kind of has to be sent as, like, listen, man, we like you a lot. You had a great rookie season. You got a lot of work to do to get better. But, you know, we, we and we trust that you will get that work done, but you can't get yourself into trouble like this. You're a target. Everywhere you go, you make money. People know that. And, I mean, imagine if this is someone who, you know, who does that, who say, ooh, this guy's, this guy's making millions of dollars in the NFL. Ooh, let me, let me get on to him real quick. Let me, let me sue him for, you know, for, for assault and battery. And then say, oh, okay, now you're talking about money. And then you got to tell us settlement. And then this draws out longer. And the longer this goes on, the more discussion it happens. And then we're too busy talking about that and not talking about football and the draft and the free agency. So, Again, I'm not on the side because I wrote an article that just described what happened. He kicked the guy in the in, in, in you know he kicked the guy at, at a, you know who was down at a bar. Uh, it was outside a bar, um, but you know so I'm not over sensationalizing it. But I am pointing out this is a bad look, and you know and, and you know on top of the fact that you know when he kicks the guy, he kind of backs away. You know some people some people are calling him punk for that. I mean it looks punk. It looks punk like. Uh, but if I'm if I'm any athlete, I'm just trying to stay away from that situation. If I'm a person, I'm usually trying to stay away from that situation unless I'm getting my guy out of the mix there. And, and that that had now that's a different story. Now, if his friend was caught up in the mix and he was trying to get people off his friend, that's a different story. This looks like what that kind of was to start the whole ordeal. But uh, it, again, he would have been fine if he just didn't kick the guy. You got to keep your head and. This is why going out, you always need a, a, a wingman, someone who's going to be able to say, Chase, let's get out of here. Let's not let's not do this, or I'll handle this situation to keep you from making the dumb mistakes because one second of a mistake, and, that, and it's funny, in that video, it was that one kick. You take away that one kick, 
uh, you know, I would I'd say this video is a nothing. But that one second he made that kick, that's what made this video bad, and that's what made, that made it. So Chase Claypool, hope hope he learns from his mistake here. I hope other guys take heed from the lesson that he's about to learn here as well, saying you, you can't f let yourself get into these situations where one mistake can cost you. We'll see how much it does cost them when the NFL doles out a punishment. But there's other news to talk about. Of course, the Steelers are making moves to free up cap space. I'll talk about what they did and how it could help them, released right after this. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write LOCKED ON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKED ON in their How Did You Hear About Us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy, and also... Don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. And we got to talk about the salary cap moves because the Steelers did make some minor moves. Now, uh, minor moves were they signed Cassius Mar Marsh uh, back, which, you know, whatever. You know, he, he was a depth guy. I mean, he, may, he might not even make it through training camp. Uh, he was a guy who they had last year. This can, should be considered as a, you know, kind of how they re sign reserve players, like how they signed Dwayne Haskins. Uh, that's kind of the bottom line here. Uh, they also signed an offensive lineman, Joe Haig. Uh, Haig got a two-year, $4.6 million contract. Um, Joe Haig, you know, another guy that they're adding they're adding uh, depth here at offensive tackle. You know, not a superstar, but, you know, a guy who's like, hey, we trust you to be able to fill in and just be professional. So, uh, really, they, they need that kind of depth. They need that kind of depth there. And, again, this is what Kevin Colbert does. He tries to shore up different depth positions and skill groups to see, okay, we're at least bringing these guys to camp. And, of course, they also signed Miles Killebrew. So all those small deals, nothing really major as far as cap space. But the big news that happened was that they did restructure Eric Ebron's contract, saving $3.9 million against the cap in 2021. Now, what does that mean? It means that 
you know, because you're because a lot of uh, some of you guys are thinking, well, wait a second, how did they restructure the deal if he had no more years left? Because normally a restructure means, in traditional terms, means that you got two or three years left, and they moved some of this year's cap space into one of those other years' cap space. But Ebron's on the final year of his contract. Well, that's the whole thing with these void year years now. And I'm starting to think that if I just buy a house for a million dollars, maybe if I can just go in and say, hey, can you tack on 20 void years there, and I can afford this thing. But that's kind of what's happening in the NFL here is that they're saying, you know, we're going to use the ability to spread money out on different years salary cap, especially as the salary cap booms in the next few few years to, to help that alleviate some of the pressure right now. Um, so by signing Eric Ebron to this, this new restructured deal, I think it's uh, I think it was four void years added on, so he's you know he's under contract, quote unquote. But they will be basically discarded years where they just pay him out a certain amount over those years. It's very small and doesn't count much against those years' caps. But the bottom line is they freed up almost four million dollars in cap space. Now, with that move, um, they opened up to about fourteen million dollars in cap space. Um, now I'm still waiting for all of the contract uh, information on the smaller signings that they've made because uh that is not uh you know we we got hey uh Hague's contract we're looking for other guys as well um but uh um but you know there's there's still there's still a lot of different things that you have to calculate for so the bottom line for me is the Steelers are still making moves to create cap space and something that I really hadn't considered this whole time is with this voidable years deal with this option here, everybody can get restructured now. I mean, if Eric Ebron get restructured, David DeCastro, Joe Hayden, all these guys. Now, it depends. Are you willing to allow yourself to be restructured? Because maybe you're saying, you know what? I want all my money and I want it now. And maybe that's what Steven Nelson left over. He was like, I don't want to do this voided years deal. Or I, want, I don't want the extension that you've offered me. But now it's not just because we're all talking about restructuring Stephon Tewitt's contract maybe they're looking at other ways to do things before they have to do that because that would be the big one. They'd free up like $4 million doing that. And all those moves would allow them to take steps forward. So this is what I was saying to Dean and Josh on yesterday's podcast. Wasn't that a fun one? Weren't the guys really spirited into it? But this is what I was saying to them. You know, if you're like you're, if you're going to grade the Steelers free agency right now, the grade would be an I for incomplete because they're not even close to being done. You know, they're not freeing up this cap space to not use it. Now, maybe they're freeing up this cap space because they're expecting some more cuts down the line that would allow them to use it later. But I have a hard time seeing that they're just going to say, eh, we don't need any of these free agents that are just listed here. You know, on this list of free agents, you, there's at cornerback, you can get a solid, you know, cornerback in, in you know in free agency, Brian Poole's a slot cornerback. You, Malcolm Butler's still out there. Richard Sherman's still out there. Casey Hayward is 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 still out there. Um, you know, there's there's certainly options out here. You know, Darquez Denard though I wouldn't bank on Darquez Denard. Um, but um, you know, Mackenzie Alexander, Nicole Ruby Coleman, like there's there's guys out there. AJ Bouye, there's guys out there you can sign to a reasonable contract and say, hey, just come on board. This will be a year or two contract. You know, and next year you'll be able to participate in the boom of the of sal of, of the salary cap again. 
Um, so just hang in there, and I, I think it's doable, and that's what they're setting up for. But I, I think they're also trying to make sure, hey, we don't we don't doom ourselves from any opportunities that could pop up in the next in the next couple weeks uh, with other things going on. Because the other thing that the Steelers have to consider right now is the future with T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds and Devin Bush. Because those are the young guys who in the next two, three, four years, you're going to see with their contracts coming up. T.J. Watt's going to do a lot of money next year. He may sign the most money that you ever seen a defensive player sign if he has another year like the way he's had the last two years. I mean, in Pittsburgh, we've been calling for him to be a defensive MVP the last two seasons. You know, when a guy like that goes in and, pl- and plays like that for three straight years, if he does that again this year, well, you're going to get that kind of consideration. And that might make, they might say, hey, we'll break open the bank for this guy, especially because by then we expect Ben Roethlisberger's contract to be gone. And then Minka's contract will come up the year after that. And if Minka plays it the way that he is, you've got to pay Minka. And I think that a, a ranging free safety is something that you really need to have in today's NFL, especially with how pass-happy it is. So part of this is going to be strategizing in a way that allows you to still sign those guys and have room to add other pieces to the puzzle in the coming years. But of course, they want to stay competitive this year. And like we were talking about, it's like, well, some people say, well, if you're trying to stay competitive, why are you getting rid of Steven Nelson? And I hear that. But I think there's other things that they're looking at here because you got the pillar pieces. Now, you need the glue pieces. You need the guys who are going to fit in between the pillars to help fill out the rest of the roster. And that's what, they, that's what they've given up in Mike Hilton and Vince Williams and Steven Nelson and guys like that. But those guys are replaceable. Now, can you miss on the, some of those replacement shots? Absolutely. And that's what I think a lot of anxiety is coming from in Steeler Nation, saying, what if we don't get another great slot corner? And and I wouldn't say even Mike was a great slot corner. He was a, he was a very good slot corner who did very interesting things, but there's other things that you want a slot corner to be able to do. Uh, but again, I think that part of Mike Hilton's skill set will get negated if the Steelers add a, another real cover inside linebacker who can also help against the run rush the passer the way Devin Bush can. And that's why maybe Zayvon College should be given a look. We're going to continue talking here about the Steelers' free agency moves, but first we've got to take a break and we got to talk to our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to BetOnline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done. But you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, and we're continuing to talk about the Steelers and free agency here because... 
you know, I get that there's anxiety from you guys. I get there's there's a sense of, okay, when is the move coming? You're waiting every day. You're kind of waiting by your phone, hoping a good tweet pops you up your way, and it's not, you know, Chase Claypool getting in another fight. But I have a strategy, a stratagem, uh, of an idea of sorts that I think is what the Steelers are going to go for. I think they're going to put themselves in a situation where they're going to need to primarily target one position in the draft, I'm saying. And what they're going to try to do with these next couple weeks of free agency, because there's still time, is they're going to try to move, to make some more moves. I think they're still going to try and open up more money. They're still going to try and, you know, get some answers there. But they're going to they're going to get a backup defensive tackle. They're going to get another cornerback who can have. And I think they're also going to get a center who can help as well. Now, I know you're saying, like, well, that's a lot of things to do with only, like, you know, 14-ish million dollars of salary cap space and, you know, maybe around $6 million of that goes to rookies and such. But hear me out. I think that it's still possible. Again, you can add $4 million just by restructuring stuff on to it. You could do that by adding void years to Hayden and to Castro's contracts. You can do that by adding, you know, some some different some different deals into and saying, hey, let's restructure some other guys. Chris Boswell's still on that list. I think Derek Watt might still be on that list if he's not a void year type of guy. But the point is being they got the wiggle room to make that happen. And what I think Kevin Colbert's going to do is make it so that it's like, hey, we're going for X position in, at the start of the draft because we got this cornerback spot uh, refilled up. And something I think it's important to point out, Steven Nelson was not an elite cornerback at the number two spot. He was a decent one. He was a good one. And I think that people see him as, or are getting him back as unattainable because the Steelers haven't had a decent cornerback for so for so long. Again, in the twenty in, in those twenty ten in that twenty tens era, you know, we were used to you know, Antoine Blake. We were used to Artie Burns, Cortez Allen, Curtis Brown. Just not good after not good after not good. And seeing Steven Nelson, you're like, man, that's a major upgrade right there. So I, I get the anxiety there. But the reality is when you look at some of the plays that he gave up, he was a good corner. But he wasn't a great corner. And I think that there's guys who you put in this defense with the way it's constructed – they can be a good corner in this situation. Like, you know, A.J. Bouye did not have a good year last year. But also, you're putting him on a defense that gets after the gets after the quarterback, that if Devin Bush is in there, they're most likely stuffing the run. And I fully expect the Steelers to also bolster their front seven to add to those two abilities of rushing the passer and stuff of the run with depth pieces. So you don't need a star cornerback at your number two spot. Because, again, you know, we're talking about Steven Nelson. He was a good cornerback. And I think there's good cornerbacks on this market. Now, another option is also say maybe they go other ways. They say, hey, they're going to get this guy you know, on, on defense. And maybe they say, you know what? We're going to just draft a cornerback in the first round. Because let me tell you, if you did not see J.C. Horn's pro day, my goodness, the man ran a sub 4-4. Four, four. He, he bench-pressed like 19 reps which was ridiculous for which is ridiculous for a cornerback. Um, he had amazing agility skills. He jumped out of the out of the frame like his 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 pro day would have been like a one of those days at the combine where you're like, oh my goodness, make him a star on our team right now. And J C J C Horn is a guy who is slated to make it into the late twenties. 
Now, that may change after his pro day and how after people keep talking to him because we've seen it how team, when teams see those 40 times, they're like, okay, now that guy's got to move up now because we got to move him here and do that. And so he may end up going, you know, in the in the teens. He may end up going long before the Steelers pick. But I think it further, you know, asks the question, hey, maybe you want to get that top-tier cornerback in, in this draft this year. Because then you're not worrying about it for the future years. And now you're saying, okay, it, say, say you get him, or if Caleb Farley, who, who he had, I think, back surgery recently, um, so people are talking about him falling down the draft boards a bit, and Caleb Farley was, in many ways, the undisputed cornerback uh, of this draft class before that news came out. So if he falls down to the late 20s, maybe you're saying, hey, you know what, let's take a shot on that guy. And if he, work, if he works out and he is that best corner of the draft class, hello, you know, you're not, now you're talking, you know, you got, you got a top corner and now you're saying next year, if, if he plays well as a rookie, you're saying the next year, okay, well, let's offer number two money to somebody else. And let's build around that in the secondary. So that's all part of the option. But again, what Kevin Colbert has to do is he has to make it so that there, there is that focus. Yeah, and part of that does involve signing a center. BJ Finney is not going to be a starter on this team. I don't care what anybody says. Unless somebody get hurt. I do not foresee this team passing up on any more free agents. Well, you know, they'll pass up on free agents. But I don't see this, this team going through free agency without trying to sign another center. And then if they do that, I don't see them going through the draft and not drafting a center within the first four or five rounds. Because honestly, I, I think with the quality of centers this year, you could get a guy in the third or fourth round that would be say, hey, we're starting you this year. You're good like that. I think Quinn Miners is absolutely that from Wisconsin White Whitewater. I have I have uh, been praising him for quite some time here. You know, I, I think that there's there's guys like that in the middle rounds that you can go get, and maybe that's be. But but in doing that, you need to find a way to make it so that there's one or two positions that you're saying, okay, these are the definite things that we want to get in those first two rounds. And Kevin Colbert is smart. I don't care what anybody says. They don't like this. They don't like that. You know, I, I saw someone say, oh, he drafted Artie Burns and Jarvis Jones. <laughs> and then just skip over, you know, TJ Watt and Cam Hayward and, you know, you know, trading for Minka Fitzpatrick and Chase Claypool as the 11th selected receiver in his draft, you know, all the way down the line. Just, you know, oh, he's so horrible at, at, at drafting people, right? But that's that's Kevin Colbert. And him we trust when you're in Pittsburgh. He's gotten it right for so long, and sure, are there things that you look at high and twenty, you know, hindsight and say hindsight's twenty twenty. He messed up here. He could have had you know Xavier Howard when he drafted Artie Burns. He could have had uh, Kevin Byard when he drafted Sean Davis. Okay, yeah, he missed on those two, but how many more of has he hit on? And again, look at every other GM in the league, and everybody's got misses. And I think part of this is is zeroing down in and saying these are the position groups we want to look at. Now, granted, again, I am a best player available dude when it comes to the draft. 100%. I want to see uh, any team, not just the Steelers, any team. If the best player is available is a linebacker and we got, you know, unless we got three of them things, you're getting that linebacker. Especially if the guy's a special player. That's how the Steelers got Cam Hayward. You know, back when they dra- they had just drafted Ziggy Hood in the first round a few years before him, they didn't care. They're like, you know what, we're getting another guy. And they had Aaron Smith and Brett Keys and all those other guys like, no, but Cam Hayward's going to be the dude. And look at Cam Hayward. He's the dude. So expect in the next couple weeks, 
as we continue to go through the salary cap moves. They're going to open up more space. But then on top of opening up more space, they're going to sign actual depth fees, not just Cassius Marses or Joel Higgs. They'll find a way to get those real depth pieces. They'll, you'll get, they'll get themselves a nose tackle or a third string defensive defensive tackle. Um, they'll get themselves the guy, you know, a, a cornerback that can help with their secondary, either in the slot or outside cornerback. And then in the draft, if they see the best athlete that they can possibly add to their team, they'll go get them in the first round. And that could be a linebacker, a cornerback, running back, whoever. But that's what the Steelers way has been, and I think that's what we'll be moving on. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Steelers podcast. As always, you can listen to this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Radio.com. I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. Also, that's my Instagram handle, Carter Critiques. Um, you uh, you can always read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com, where, as always, I'm covering the University of Pittsburgh's football and basketball teams as well as the Pittsburgh Steelers. So check me out there. I've got a lot of crazy stuff. You know, Pitt's, Pitt basketball is getting a lot of transfers this year. But also, you know, I cover things like Pitt's Pro Day. So you can get an inside look on which Pitt players the Steelers maybe should consider in the, in the long run. Um, because I think of quite a few of them actually would fit the the, the Steelers' mold and needs right now. Um, but maybe I'll do a show on that very soon because I, I studied that, that team all year long. So anyways, um, we'll talk about that later. Again, leave me a five-star review on a po- with a positive comment on uh, Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can do ratings. That stuff really helps us out, and I will get you a shout-out at the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening. We get Jenna Harner back on Friday, but y'all, yeah, she's been gone. She went on vacation. She's back now. She's refreshed. We're going to talk to her then. Uh, So it's going to be an exciting show. Can't wait for it, and I'll see you all Friday.